This is the voice of Matre. Welcome to discover a new you. Wishing you most and more. I know we keep hearing this Buddham Saranam Gachami, Dhammam Saranam Gachami, and Sangam Saranam Gachami all the time. It happened that that morning after sunrise, Buddha called his disciples, Gautama Buddha. Buddha means an enlightened person. So every time we refer to Buddha, we normally refer to Gautama the Buddha, Gautama, the Siddhartha who through enlightenment became Gautama Buddha. But any enlightened person is referred to as Buddha. The rest are Buddhas. So that morning, Gautama told his seekers, I don't think I'll see another sunrise in my life. Enlightened people not only live by choice, they also live by choice. And it brought in a lot of sadness to the seekers, but they had to accept. At least in the presence of Buddha, they had to accept because that is what he was teaching all through his life. Somewhere towards the evening, from one of those far-off villages, a man who heard this news in the morning has been running across villages. Not the times when we had automobiles. And he reached only towards early evening. Now as it always happens, meeting the managing director is never difficult, but crossing the secretary is very difficult. In fact, the secretary will tell you not more than 10 minutes and the managing director won't allow you to go for two hours. So here was the same case. The seekers of Buddha had cordoned Buddha and they were not allowing this villager to have access to Buddha. And the man said, no, I have a question to ask. If I ask him, he will answer. You are saying he won't be there anymore. And none of you have the answers. So you must permit me to ask this question to him. Buddha who was resting inside, could hear the commotion outside. And he asked Ananda, what's going on? Ananda was the principal disciple of Buddha. And Ananda said, there is a man who is insisting he wants to ask a question to you. But we have told him you cannot be disturbed. Look at the compassion of Buddha. And this is one common trait in all the enlightened people. Think about it. All they sought in life is God. And now that, that they have embraced the divine presence, they had nothing else to live for. They could have stayed in the forest, they could have stayed under the Bodhi tree, they could have stayed under the caves. Yet they came back to live one amongst all of us. And their compassion was, Yamperam inbam vayaham yavam peratam. I know what I am experiencing through this process of spiritual evolution. I know what I am experiencing by having moved closer to my God and experiencing the divine presence. And this bliss that I experience, my fellow human beings, my brethren should experience. And hence they committed themselves back for the upliftment, the spiritual upliftment of the masses. They didn't have to. You and me work because we have more ambitions in life. You and me work because we have still unfulfilled desires in life. You and me work because we are still targeting that X crores in our life. They didn't have to work because they had no materialistic desires. But they worked for you, they worked for me, they worked for us. They walked on their legs five decades, six decades, seven decades, purely for the cause of spiritual upliftment of you and me. 
And one of the common traits of all these enlightened people is their love is all-inclusive. It is not that they love you and they miss out on somebody else. Live and let live, Mahavira would say. He wouldn't say you live and let animals alone live. Live and let live means live and let your fellow human beings also. Doesn't matter whether he is a Jain, doesn't matter whether he is a Christian, doesn't matter whether he comes from Islamic path. Live and let live is all inclusive. You live and let every form of life to live. It's all inclusive. Love thy neighbors, would say Jesus Christ. He wouldn't tell you, love thy Christian neighbor. That is fourth house. Love thy neighbor. Their compassion was always all-inclusive. And here was this Buddha, love for life and love for everything that includes life. And listen to the words of the man of compassion. He told Ananda, let it not be written in history that somebody had a question in mind which was not answered when Buddha was still alive. Let him in. And the man came in and offered his pranams to Buddha. Then asked Buddha, everything seems easy in your presence. Everything seems possible in your presence. What do we do when you are not there? You are saying you won't be there. What do we do when you are not there? was his question. And Buddha said, Buddham Saranam Gachami. Surrender yourself to the presence of an enlightened person. The food that leaves the tava cannot retain the heat for too long. The lava that has already left the volcano cannot retain the heat for too long. Man completely lost in the midst of thought process of other men may lose out on his spiritual rootedness so it is very important that you share a dynamic relationship with somebody who is always spiritually rooted, for whom spirituality is not a part-time affair. That because Ramadan is there, or because he has to go to Hajj, or because a Padushan is going on, or because for the next 45 days he is willing to fast and go to Sabarimala and come, not with people for whom spiritual seeking is a part-time affair. But with somebody who is permanently spiritually rooted and you need to share this dynamic relationship with somebody, find that particular tributary which is flowing from a perennial river and you will never be without water. But if you stay connected only to those tributaries and canals which themselves are not connected to a perennial river, sometimes the flow will be there and sometimes there will only be drought. So it is very important that you share a dynamic relationship with someone who is spiritually rooted all the time, someone who lives in the divine embrace all the time. Buddham Saranam Gachami. Surrender yourself to the presence of an enlightened person. There is only one way to retain the spark within you. Stay in touch with fire all the time. But Buddha was a practical person. He knew that even if you want, it may not be probable for everybody to always find the relationship to a spiritually evolved person. At least not a dynamic relationship with a spiritually evolved person. Yes, a static connectivity, yes. So Buddha said, and during those times when you are not able to find yourself in the dynamic presence of an enlightened person, 
Dhammam saranam gachami. Surrender yourself to the presence of the message whenever the messenger is not there. Dhammam, the values. It is not only enough you value the master, you also master the values. Stay connected to the teachings of a teacher. Stay connected to the messages of the messenger. Even if you don't embrace Christ all the time, embrace Bible all the time. Even if you are not able to embrace Mahavira all the time, embrace the Dharma all the time. Even if you are not able to stay perpetually connected to Krishna, ensure you embrace the teachings of Bhagavad Gita all the time. Even if you cannot walk with the teacher every moment physically, walk with the teachings with every breath of yours. Dhammam saranam gachami. Buddha was still practical. Because he has been a man too. He has been lost too. He has been confused too. He was a seeker too. He has been everything you and me have been. And then he became what he became. So it was easier for him to sensitize himself. And this is another common thread with all enlightened people. See, no enlightened person descended from the top. All of them only ascended from the bottom. Every branch of the tree from which we live our life, in that branch, they too have been. Every level of immaturity and ignorance that we have experienced in life, in that branch, they too have been. The only difference is, some of us somewhere in the process of evolution, stopped in one of those lower branches, and those enlightened ones, continue to ascend till re they reach the branch of enlightenment. The difference between a common man and those enlightened people is very simple. When we are still breathing, some of us stop to grow. Till their last breath, they kept growing. For them, that which does not change does not grow and that which does not grow dies. So they committed themselves to the constant process of changing and thereby to the constant effect of growth and thereby to the destination that as long as they kept breathing, they kept living, they kept growing, they kept ascending. They lived as evolving consciousness. Evolving. Evolving means present continuous. For them evolved. There was no past tense in the process of growth. It was never an yesterday affair. It was an yesterday affair. It is a today's affair. And it will also continue to be a tomorrow's affair. They continue to grow. Not only in the spiritual realm. Even if you see in the materialistic realm, all those legendary organizations that we continue to admire, for them there is no recession. For them there is no slowdown. In all times they keep growing. They keep growing. They keep growing. Yes, during good times they grow 100%. During bad times they grow 50%. But grow, they always do. So it is very important if we observe the life of these enlightened people, they did not put a pause button in the journey of their growth. Never, ever. So Buddha was a practical man. He knew he had gone through this phase. And like all enlightened people, because they ascended from the bottom to the top, they can always sensitize themselves with our ignorance, with our inadequacies. They were willing to bend and lift us. If on our own we were not ready to raise our hands and say, I am a seeker. They were willing to bend for our sake.
So Buddha said, nobody makes it alone. Neither materialistically nor spiritually, nobody makes it alone. We all need help. There is no such concept as a self-made man. All of us are other-made only. Too many people have invested in the making of a man. Of all the things on the planet, the greatest of all investments have gone in, in the making of a man. Our parents have played a part. Our relatives have played a part. Our society has played a part. Our schools and colleges and teachers and those institutions have played a part. So many wise men who have walked this planet before you and me, they have played a part. And in a country like ours, our freedom fighters have played a part. Everybody has played a part in the making of every man. In fact, man is a product of huge investment. If every enlightened person demands out of you and me that we live a life worthy of our potential, they are basically asking for return on investment. So much has gone in, in the making of each one of you. So they don't believe it is right for any one of us to live such an animalistic life where some of the lives of man is not useful for more than two, three people. Maximum my family, my home, me, mine, myself. As long as I take care of my parents, as long as I can manage my marriage, as long as I create some backing for my son and daughter, people feel successful. A bull lives such a life that it can feed a family. A buffalo feeds a family. A parrot feeds a family. Kilijosim, a parrot feeds a family. A horse feeds a family. And a family of humans. If all that happens is man lives a life where out of his life, not there more than four or five people can benefit, there is nothing great about our life compared to what an animal is capable of doing. So if every enlightened person screamed, asking us to be worthy of the human potential that has been bestowed upon us, it is their way of saying, so much investment does not go into the making of a cow. So much investment does not go in to bring up a parrot. Too much of an investment has gone into the making of a man. When man lives his life, he has to live such a life that hundreds of people, thousands of people, millions of people have to benefit out of every human life. Otherwise, we are not justifying the investment that has gone into the making of a man. So they scream, be worthy of the return on the investment. Too much has gone into the making of you. All of us are others made. There is no self-made individual. So Buddha said, Sangam saranam gachami. There will be times that you will not be able to surrender yourself to the presence of an enlightened person. There will be moments when you will deviate away. How much ever you try, deviation is the nature of man. Nobody stays on track all the time. Sometimes that consistency is lost. Sometimes the motivation is lost. Sometimes the lawyer tempts us and brings us down. Sometimes the gravity of the past conditioning pulls us down. Sometimes even without our knowledge, one impure thought, one impure feeling, one impure relationship comes and contaminates the core of our being. There's nothing great about running on the right track. The greatness is to stay on the right track. So sometimes you will deviate away from the track. You will not, as long as you remain in the presence of a Buddha and Dhammam, 
but there will be times when you will not be able to surrender yourself to that presence there will be times when that evening you can have a meeting with buddha and some of your friends will say macham buddha is available every day but today we'll celebrate guru purnima in boat club and as a dedication to guru purnima let's drink only teachers whiskey and that will be the app brand for the evening and during those times there will be moments when the gravity of such relationship because no guru will run after you but there are enough people who have committed to one mission in life they don't want one rascal less in the world so they are completely committed to telling you dosti ke liye ek for the sake of friendship machan let's celebrate one drag somebody will draw you there and you will need help during those moments so buddha said sangam saranam gachami commit yourself to the presence of here there is a small proof reading i have to do on buddha buddha used to speak in pali not in english so in pali sangam saranam gachami means stay in the company of like minded people somehow in today's context it's not possible for me to approve like minded people because a set of drunkards are also like minded people only a set of people who want to together commit themselves to a process of corruption are also like minded people only so little proof reading we'll do to changing times for 2009 we'll change it to stay in the company of right minded people not like minded people right minded people people who understand the values of ethicals people who understand the value of morality people who understand that it's worth be living a value based life people who understand even if it means that i will get a little less in life but i can stay anchored to my ethics and morals and thereby have infinite peace in life people who have experientially realized for the sake of getting something from the world let me not move away from my god because every time i prostitute my soul for the sake of any materialistic gain during those moments yes i move closer and closer to little more of materialistic welfare but it's coming at the cost of me losing my rootedness to spirituality people who have understood that a little less with all the peace is far greater than a little more with no peace success that takes away your peace is empty success success that ensures your peace alone is true success and that is not possible unless i live a clean life and that life as narayana murthy would say after working in the corporate for so long i have realized the softest pillow to sleep on is a clear conscience if your conscience is clear then you are sleeping on the softest pillow not otherwise and it's not difficult to live in a time when we have seen the narayana murtis when we have seen the ratan tatas show us experientially that in this very country where there is rampant corruption it is possible for a few men to live absolutely ethical absolutely moral and still scale the highest of highest even in this corporate world and we have enough living evidence right now right minded people find the company of like minded people
it's very important what sort of people you surround yourself with they should have a bearing of lifting you in life and not pulling you down in life true love creates true love does not destroy and keep the company of those people who truly love you where they don't mind risking being mistaken but they are still willing to tell you you are wrong when you are wrong and it makes a world of a difference for all the trust and love duryodhana had for karna and for all the dharma for which karna always stood anchored if only karna had taken that one initiative because duryodhana would have done anything for karna not for anybody else in the world not even for his father but for the sake of karna he would have done anything there has never been and probably there will never be such two friends and that is what karna meant to duryodhana if only karna had taken that stance let me risk being mistaken let me even risk this relationship but i want to save a friend of mine and if probably karna not even krishna had explained to duryodhana that he was wrong maybe karna would have succeeded in bringing duryodhana into the path of righteousness but he didn't do his job as a friend and let's not commit the same mistake a true friend is one who loves a friend and he understands love is that which creates and not something that destroys and that is what buddha said if you have to continue to experience the ease of life he told the seeker even in my absence which is physical in nature buddham saranam gachami surrender yourself to the presence of an enlightened person dhammam saranam gachami surrender yourself to the presence of the wisdom of the master sangam saranam gachami surrender yourself to the presence of right minded people and if you can ensure that your life is bracketed by these three with or without a gautama your life will continue to flow with the same ease of spiritual rootedness and finally he said those two words he normally used to end all his speeches end all his answers end all his discourses with those two words but this time they also happen to be the end of buddha being embodied he said charavati charavati meaning go on go on don't stop no matter in what direction of your life if you are breathing you should move on don't stop the world can stop you only temporarily the only person who can stop you permanently is yourself and as long as you ensure you are not going to be a factor which will stop you permanently there is no force in the world that can stop you so buddha used to always end all his discourses by finally saying charavati charavati keep moving keep moving don't stop if you are breathing keep growing if you are breathing keep moving don't settle charavati charavati buddham saranam gachami dhammam saranam gachami sangam saranam gachami and all the three finds its roots in guru the enlightened person is a guru the enlightened messages that comes from a buddha is from guru and the right sangam is always created by a guru today is a very special day it's a day of dedication to all those people who committed their life to spiritual rootedness and thereby contributed to the spiritual evolution of man the common man 
It's a day as an expression of gratitude, not to any one individual, not to any one person, not to any one symbol, but to the fraternity of gurus. Time immemorial have walked this planet. Different people took different path and thereby they either contributed to the development of the world or dented the world. And this is one fraternity of people. Generations together they have come and gone contributing to the spiritual evolution of you and me. And today is basically a day where all the spiritual seekers congregate as an expression of their gratitude for the spiritual path that has been shown that we are seeking, that we are arriving and some of us will arrive courtesy their grace, their energy and their teachings.